This is 680 CJOB. The Peg City Chefs Collective. What is that, you ask? Think of Batman and Robin, but instead of fighting crime, they are two of Winnipeg's top chefs getting together to create plenty of superfood with extraordinary culinary skills. All right, let's get started. Okay. Okay, you know what? We're going to talk about you two first. Let's talk about your backgrounds. Um, and let's talk about your backgrounds in the culinary industry. I don't know. I want to hear your bad stuff when you're really Okay. Because I want to hear when you, know, when you started cooking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yesterday, I <laughs> Some spotty, some spotty <laughs> history right there. A couple years uh, missed. Any, I know this guy. He's like me. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, hey. Anything before yesterday, I can't talk on the mic. <laughs> Okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, go go ahead. First? Sure. All right. Uh, well, when I was younger, I, I loved uh, working in the kitchen, uh, working in simple family restaurants to uh, golf courses. Um, I thought it was a great opportunity uh, to first move away. I moved out to Jasper, uh, worked at the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge. Um, I was just going out there for the summer to basically uh, make some money to go to Red River College. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what I was going to do. And then all of a sudden, uh, I fell in love with cooking, uh, joined the apprenticeship program. Um, almost six years went by, and uh, I got my Red Seal, all my certifications, and then I took the opportunity to move to, uh, to well, we staged in New York for about six months, and then uh, moved to Australia in far north Queensland for Sheridan Mirage in Port Douglas. Um, worked as the banquet chef there, and uh, from That's there... an awesome time. It was wicked, yeah. It was great. Yeah. I mean, I love. Uh, uh, it's completely different than living in Winnipeg and then sure. Australia and or Jasper. I mean, you go to the mountains and then Australia uh, there, and then uh, um, my then girlfriend, uh, now my wife, we moved to uh, uh, Bermuda again, back with Fairmont Hotels and Resorts, and uh, that's a shabby that. place. I can't believe you did so much. <laughs> so shabby like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, uh, the Fairmont Southampton there, and then. Uh, we were fortunate enough. Uh, we, uh, uh, my wife was pregnant, so we decided to move back to Canada. Um, she's from Nova Scotia. I'm from obviously Winnipeg, and uh, so we figured the best place to go is right in the middle of it. Uh, so we moved to uh, Toronto as chef de cuisine of Epic Restaurant at the Royal York, mm-hmm. um, and then from there, uh, opportunity to move back home. A great place. We can actually afford to buy a house. Yeah, wow. Eh? <laughs> it's just shocking. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and it's great, yeah. So uh, and now we're back in Winnipeg and uh, just recently, in the last five months, promoted to the executive chef of the Fairmont uh, Winnipeg. Congratulations. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks. 2017 has been great. So, And, and you know, you start realizing uh, life is short, yep. you know, and, and, you know, nobody's getting any younger. Uh, you know, once. <laughs> You're going backwards. Perfect. <laughs> uh, it's great. You know, my my son and and my family can actually be a part of the entire family. So, you know, it's it's a great feeling to have, and that's that extra support that's always helpful. And you know, Sundays aren't as lonely anymore. We get to spend it with family. And, oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Edward, it's your turn now. Uh, my culinary life is quite simple. I was here school when I was in teenagers mm-hmm. and then after finish I went back to Hong Kong and then I come back here doing nothing so I eat Japanese food every day mm-hmm. and I met uh, my previous partner Masa and he said let's open a restaurant together so I said okay and Wait, that's so at that point are you cooking are you are you and then I start cooking okay 
You mean that's when you started? Yeah. He says, let's open a restaurant. You're like, okay. Okay. Let me go. Yeah. And then we start cooking. And then, uh, and then I think I took over the restaurant a year and a half, a year after we started. Yeah. Because he had his own plan and stuff. And then I started running the restaurant for seven and a half, eight years. And I sold it. And then I worked for Lobby on York. And then uh, I didn't work. And then I, well, I, I quit. And then I thought I'm going to change my professional. So I went to Alberta. I work at an oil field. Oh boy. And then I decide I love cooking more. <laughs> no, be honest, I make the money there so I can open my open a restaurant that I really, really like. Like Does that this, yes. I I I after I sold my first restaurant, I do make some money there. But it's not enough to open my, what I think is not my dream restaurant yet, but like a more fancier restaurant. So I went and worked at Oilfi for close to a year and a half. And then, and then I stopped after they do injure. And then I say, okay, well, and I bought Ujuro. And been working at Ujuro since four years now. Like you, you didn't buy it as it is. You, 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 you bought the, the the building itself and made it Ujiro. No, 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 no. It was Ujiro. It was Ujiro. Yep. See, when when me and Masa separate out, yep. I bought him out, right. and he went and opened Ujiro. Gotcha. And then when I injure myself, I come back to Winnipeg. He wants to sell Ujiro, so I say, well, perfect. I'll nice. buy Ujiro. Yeah, nice timing. So I bought you drill, and I ran it for four years. Uh, thanks God, it's been very, very good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now I'm on my next journey to build my dream restaurant. Alrighty. Which is you, Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How do you two know each other? How, how, did, how did you guys meet? Well, may I? Please. Yeah. yeah it's like a marriage here. How you know, may I? You know, <laughs> top chef in Winnipeg know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's warm in here. Oh. See, my uh, face we, is red. We know each other just because we're good. No, um, I think we met, the first time we actually really met is gold metal plate. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yes. We're enemy then. <laughs> now, but we go both didn't win. So and then uh, you know we've seen each other a few times mm-hmm. because we all joined different events: SOS, Taste of Nation, um, Shane Function. Yeah. So we see each other quite a few more time after that. Right. And then it's just uh, this year, right at the uh, Red River Collegiate Shane. The dinner, uh, we happened to sit uh, sit beside each other, and we talk about, you know, what we doing, uh, what should the culinary right now been doing. So we come up with this idea, and I let 
him to tell you the idea, the whole thing. <laughs> no pressure. Well, I, you know, when Ed was talking about how we met, I think it's it's, it's very important to say that uh, Chef is he's in, his his energy is infectious. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, he lights up a room. People are drawn to him, and and you can't help but love to listen to to his passion and. Uh, you know, his dedication to the craft is really something that's, it's what separates him from a lot of, uh, a lot of people in the industry. Really okay, we talk is. about the dinner. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, but I, I would agree. Remember the first time I met you, I think I was going to come in, I was going to drop in for like five minutes and find out what this guy's about. I think I stayed for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and we sat and we talked about like literally everything. everything yeah. it's, you know, yes. I, you know, Slick Rick used to be the storyteller, but I think it's, uh, uh, Ed Lamb's actually the uh, true storyteller. Oh, no. Uh, love it. But, uh, cut that part, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's talk about, we'll get yeah. closer to the, to, to the actual event. Um, I'm curious, you, you know, you've, you've chefed all over the world, you, especially you've been to Toronto, Bermuda, a lot of those places, um, it's probably a lot easier to get local things there, um, to get local ingredients in a lot of those places. How, how do those places compare to now that you're back in Winnipeg getting stuff here? Uh, well, Toronto, Toronto's easy. Mm -hmm. um, there's a million producers. There's people that want to make sure they get it to you. I can get things from around the world within a day, mm -hmm. basically, into Toronto. Um, you know, Bermuda was a little bit more difficult. It's uh, 21 square miles, uh, an island in the middle of the Atlantic. So everything came in on a boat. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it was grown on the island. So right. you forge good relationships with some of the uh, farmers. Uh, here in Manitoba, it's a little bit... Uh, um, a little bit you know, a little bit slower to get up to the Toronto uh, GTA, sort of Ontario, uh, you know, availability of all the different products. But there's amazing producers here in, this, in, in the province. And, you know, you just have to really kind of source them out. And it's, you know, really mostly important is about building those relationships with those producers that um, they don't just do it because it's a hobby. Uh, they're doing it because they absolutely love what they're doing. Right. Um, you know, we, we, we source product from uh, some amazing local farmers, Harms Farm uh, out near St. Anne's. Um, they're, they're, they're truly passionate about what they do. Um, they meticulously pick all the flowers by hand. Their lettuces are cut by scissor on their hands and knees. It's, it's, and it's amazing. Uh, deliver every week. You know, and they're, they're family-based, so mm -hmm. their values are important to us as well. Right. Um, you know, whether it be proteins, fish from up north, um, you know, we really like the the locality of it, and and you know, it's, it reduces the carbon footprint as well as, you know, the product that from literally from the ground to your restaurant in under twenty four hours. I mean, it's that much better than say something that came. You know, we have to sometimes rely on the big box produced stuff from California, Mexico. Right, you have no choice sometimes. You know, exactly. Got to do what you got to do do what we have to do exactly um but it's nice to actually have that that high-end local product and and really kind of make that connection and it's not just about paying for a box it's about knowing them and you know they come in and it's, it's great it's like paul and arda from harms farm they come in and you know they're chilling and be with them they, they look salt to the earth they're covered in dirt and they you know they, they come in and they're just ex excited to to be out and seeing yeah which is um, nice and it's great to see it mm -hmm. we love it it's killer uh, let's talk about this event, right? The Peg City Chefs Collaborative Dinner. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's talk about why you guys think the time is right for an event like this. I honestly think the time should be like a few years back. Mm -hmm. It just 
See, a lot of people right now doing Huawei Asian dinner. Mm -hmm. What makes us a little bit different is we basically similar, but the basic concept is we don't select people. We make people select themselves. So if you if you have the passion, if you think you're good, give us a call. Mm -hmm. You know, of course we're not going to put you out and sell ticket. <laughs> but everybody, you know, there is there is like it's open for anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't judge who you are. You know, like right now in Winnipeg, you see the fellow win that uh, master chef he's home cook right mm -hmm. same thing we learned like Tim from culinary work for big company everything I told you I just pick up the job and then away you went that's how I do it but I love it I love it to the point I would think I leave, eat, sleep with it. It's not enough. And I'm pretty sure there's tons of people out there doing that too. But, you know, we can learn from them. Who knows? It's the same thing that people always say. It sounds kind of cheesy, but, you know, like-minded people are attracted to each other, right? Like birds of a feather. So exactly. it's, it's not really um, judging anybody. The, the people that are like you will be drawn to you and will eventually join you, right? Right. It's not like a tryout. It'll just it just happens organically. But there's one other thing is while we're creating the the, the first menu ever, we throw in one dish out of that multiple dish dinner. Mm -hmm. That one dish has to be warm and home and remember family. Mm -hmm. So anybody comes. They might give me a recipe of their great-great-grandmother and beat anybody in, like any any top chef, whatever. And that's, that's like, that's learning. Mm -hmm. That's, that's something that, like, you can never, you can never found, you know. Mm -hmm. Recipe is, a lot of people is from great-great-great-grandmother, passed along. But nowadays, a lot of kids don't even cook. Mm-hmm. So they've been disappear. Right. But one guy might say, oh, I don't cope, but my grandma keep making that for me. And that's the only thing I know. Mm -hmm. You know, that could be another world. You know, maybe one day, we within a week, we have 50 people calling. So I have a recipe. I have a recipe. <laughs> then we'll make a dinner that way. Right? Yes. Great idea. You know, that's, that's the whole idea of this collaboration. Right. It's just pick city chef. Right. right. So anybody can cook something, could be a big chef. You, me, my son could be a chef for his wife, his daughter, his family. As long as people love his food, he's the chef. I got you. Yeah. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. Right, it doesn't make a difference how you got it there, yeah. but it, it's good, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, you don't have to follow the formal training, like, you know, myself, and, and you know, it doesn't have to be... We don't have to be the exact same. I think that's the most exciting part about it is, is you know, the different side of the spectrum. There's different. Uh, you get you, you learn a lot from it. You you gain not only you know the passion, but you gain knowledge. You gain technique. I mean, 
uh, you have a great time doing it. And I think that's really what it comes down to is, is sharing it and <laughs> enjoying it. Okay, so what can people expect from, from this dinner? You guys are two different styles, right? So what can they expect from you as individuals? What can they expect from you as individuals collaborating together on certain dishes? I think this dinner will change some of the people's mind about how corporate chef cooking. That is, honestly, I, I, I know Tim, so I know how he cook. And in a lot of people mind thinking, you know, corporate chef, you know, it's all, I don't know how to say, it, but this will make them understand he is no different compared to every restaurant up there, mm -hmm. you know. Is the, is the idea, like the, the typical idea of a corporate chef, like, Cooking mainstream things like not adventurous is that is that what you is that what you're saying? Not really, not adventure. It's just like I don't know. It won't hurt. I mean, uh, yeah. the, you know the 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 stigma, I guess, of like a I guess a corporate hotel chef is that it's all served out of hot buffet tables mm -hmm. and yeah. it's all pre cooked and uh, you know it food it, in a bag. You know, I bought gotcha, in okay. and yeah. you know. You, really trying to change that that sort of I don't know well it's, it's not it's not like that at all it's not like that at no, all no. obviously not at all no no and you know it, and it's it's just the perception of people right um, you know even cooks see it as a hotel as you've kind of gone off to pasture and it's like the first oh, that, step is, of retirement is it really because yeah. they think it's the um, no. the it's the end the corporate part, life yeah. you know what I mean you're on your, your the downward yeah. swing but right. in actuality I mean it's the, the hotel means I and, and the corporate chef, I mean, you have a lot of uh, uh, opportunity that maybe you might not so much in a private uh, restaurant by that being as we do large banquets, up to 800 people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we also have, you know, we have the room right next to the rooms attached also with the restaurant. So there's, um, you know, so many different facets of that business. Um, you know, running a private restaurant, it's, you know, it's, it's tricky, it's difficult, it's, it's uh, stressful, it's, it's hard work uh, as well. But uh, it's, it's, and it's, everybody has their own, own struggle. Mm -hmm. um, but we have the, uh, the opportunity to, to hopefully change people's perception of the way uh, they view a hotel or chef. Um, with an event like this, you mean? With an event like this that we're working on, mm -hmm, uh, that, gotcha. you know, we are passion driven, and maybe it is an, a, a change in, a change in the guard. You know, we we love food, and you know, we really want to bring that out uh, in the city and, mm -hmm. and show everybody, and you know, like let everybody kind of change their perception. You know, um, our restaurant that we have, it's called the VG, and the lounge is the VGL or the VG Lounge. Mm -hmm. um, you say that to. 80% of the people in the city and they're like, yeah, I remember going there 20 years ago. And then you're like, yeah, it was cool back then too. But why don't you come anymore? Right. You know, and it's, and it's you know, it's not the fault of, of anybody. It's just, there's some really hot, cool restaurants in mm -hmm. the city, um, you know, like Yajiro and, and people are attracted to it. I'm attracted to it. I love, I, I love going out and experiencing it and it's, it, it is really neat. Um, we have a different, uh, you know, we have the older room. We have, mm -hmm. a, you know, the white tablecloths. Um, but what we're producing in the food that we're 
their food program and the concepts that we're, we're working on, it is in line with the same kind of direction which uh, a lot of the chefs are doing in the city, mm-hmm. not mimicking or copying, but we're in line with the same kind of passion-driven food mm-hmm. and doing things based on flavors and, and sourcing unique, high-quality products. Right, right. The food speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, speaking of the food and the menu and stuff, um, maybe we can talk a little bit about the menu yeah. that you guys are going to produce that night. Right, well, we will only tell you what we're going to have. Like, <laughs> meat-wise, we mm-hmm. will have lobster, duck, foie gras, bison. Get some awesome goat, uh, a goat rack from... Uh, yeah. That's a lot of different meat yeah. in, right in one sitting. So how many how many courses again? Eight course. Eight course meal. Yeah. Wow. With four others pass around and the option of wine wine or what do you call that? Like a beverage pairing. Yeah. Like you could there will be like wine, cocktail, even local beer. Yep. But this this whole dinner, I would say close to ninety percent is all local. Uh, which I, which I, honestly, shamefully say, like Yujuo is not so much about local, mm-hmm. because uh, we are sushi, right? So we don't have an ocean. So <laughs> I, have, I have to source it out. But amazing for a hotel chain like this big mm-hmm. with that big of a capacity, and they are really target of local produce yeah i think it's awesome and yeah it's 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 awesome as a way that to prove how good its local product is and how much they can support to help local to get bigger mm-hmm. get better and get the name out right well the only way you can do it is by getting the food in people's mouths. yeah right? showing them how it actually can be prepared and then yeah. kind of showing them that a lot of times like I said, the food speaks for itself. It really doesn't take much to make it taste good if you're choosing the right products, getting them from the right exactly. place. Exactly. Right? And then, and then it it already showed that you know, hotel is not cooked from a bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. maybe it's still a bag, a plastic bag. They <laughs> they bring it in or a box, but no, not that concept anymore. Yeah. And that is is hard for chef to chef to see somebody think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Just like when I first started Juro, everybody think that, you know, oh, you buy the fish already filleted? Is it frozen? You know? Yeah, but all they got to do is come into a restaurant once and they'll know that's false. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when people think certain things, you just got to kind of keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And eventually it True. changes people's minds. You pride yourself on using the best product as well. For yes. Sure. Yes. I'm really, the... yeah, I'm really proud of that, that uh, me and my team has been really dedicated to works extremely hard to get fresh products because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work. Like seriously, you can buy salmon already fillet, all you have to do is just cut off the bag and slice it and send it out. Instead of buy the fish, you freeze it, you defrost it. Well, because salmon, you have to freeze them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, fillet it the whole nine. That place is packed all the time. Packed. Wow. 
Right. It's, like I'm, it's I just remember a small, I brought my wife and my yeah. daughter there and it's just not, a small place, that's why. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one or two people just yeah, hanging out. Uh, yeah. well, the food is awesome. Um okay, so let's give some basic information about where the event is, what date it's on, <clears throat> pardon me, what time it runs, you know, how people get tickets, that kind of thing. All right, so uh, you can get uh, tickets. You can uh, buy them on online at eventbrite.com. Uh, look for Peg City Chefs Collaborative. Uh, the event's on June 9th. Uh, we're doing two seatings. Um, first seating at 5 o'clock, 5.30, 5.30, and the second seating at 8.30. Oh, nice. Um, so um, want to share it with as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you get to come out and have the opportunity to uh, work your way through Eight, uh, eight courses. Yeah. Uh, expertly paired with uh, beverages. Yeah, not beverages, just wine. Yeah. Nice. Um, and we interact with the with the guests too. We are not just hiding at the back. We, That's we, a lot we, different we, now too, chef wise. Yeah. Right. Like it, when I was younger, I worked in restaurants, and it always seemed like the 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 stereotype of the chef was: don't you ever talk to him? Don't you ever tell him that you're going to modify the food in any way? He'll mm-hmm. crap all over you, and um, He's definitely never going to talk to customers, where it's a lot different now. No, yeah. Right? It's, it's, well, I guess I love talk to the customer. Uh, but for this dinner, we actually will do uh, a few plates in front of the customer. You're going to do a few plates right in front? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, because ultimately, I mean, people that go out now, they're not just, it's not just going out to eat dinner. We're mm-hmm. not going out and have a main course and go home. Yeah. And, Go back to watch TV. The, you go out for the 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 entire evening. It's mm-hmm. it's the actual experience. It's mm-hmm. not just the, it's the dining experience. It's not just consumption of food. Um, so that's what we want to provide. Not just the uh, just an amazing meal. Um, See, I'm really greedy. I just go and consume but the actual food. experience of it. And they <laughs> get you know they they get a lot more out of it. See the character. See the you know the vibe and really kind yeah. of put it out there. And I guess a lot of it. cooking show that makes. Ordinary people kind of somewhat interesting to see how you make that plate. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily how you cook it, but how you plate it. Mm-hmm. How 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 come that sauce look like that? How do you do that? You know why the food? How you plate it? Like it's just on the TV show, but we showed them. You know that's how we do it too. Right. I think a lot of those shows have. You've opened up a lot of people's eyes as to what goes exactly. on. Exactly. You actually can learn a few things, and then you yeah. kind of right. ask a lot more questions to guys that are actually doing it, like real mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah. Whereas you would know to, to ask those questions before, yeah. right? So we're not snob. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we, we love people. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So when this succeeds, and you do a second one, you know, do you have any ideas on how that's going to go that you can share with me right now? No wow. one's listening. No one's okay. gonna hear this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we do have. Uh, can I say we do we do have uh, a preliminary plan for the next one. Right, it's gonna be outdoor. It's gonna be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Looking maybe hundred something, two hundred people. Yep. Uh, Four or five chef. Uh, kind of idea who, but can't say. I haven't asked them yet. So 
if I say it, they say I didn't say I come in. So yeah, it's gonna be somewhat involved barbecue outdoor. Yeah, nice. And just, I think the next one. Well, I can't say too much. People won't buy tickets for this one. I'll save up for next one. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this airs, you're gonna be sold out. Okay, I'll okay. tell you that right now. So we 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 were thinking, you know, like the whole animal kind of things. Yep. You know. But it's just right now. It's just uh, uh, still is a, a dream right now. Right, but, in its infancy in your mind. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll hunt down this one first, then we'll prep for next one. <laughs> hunt down this animal. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be a good reintroduction to a lot of people to Fiji again? I hope so. You know, it's it, it, let people know that it's again, it's not just the restaurant for Grandma and Grandpa mm-hmm. um, or Mom and Dad. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a good opportunity to get out and experience something. You know, you don't have to come every week, um, but we do. We're, we've been doing a lot of great, uh, you know, initiatives to uh, work on the the food concept of, of our food program. Um, you know, backdoor burgers. Uh, we're doing uh, backdoor tacos uh, between the you know the hotel and the Richardson Building. Um, again, being involved in. What do you mean backdoor projects. tacos? What do you mean? What, what are backdoor tacos? So every. <laughs> Every uh, Tuesday, we do backdoor tacos, which is, uh, again, a, a seasonally inspired, uh, locally sourced uh, taco. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's a little bit less expensive than what you normally uh, find in, in restaurants, and it's fun. It's uh, kind of our way of doing a food truck without having to buy a truck. Mm-hmm. And oh, so you do it outside between the buildings? Between the buildings, yeah. Like out literally? The, out the back door. Yeah. Cool. And then so backdoor burgers as well, the great... Uh, How long has that been going on? Uh, we've been doing it uh, almost... Better part of five years, dude. Uh, I've never even heard of that. You gotta come check it out. I do. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Today we did the Happy Grill more, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is a wicked burger. Um, Man, I love a good burger. <laughs> like I probably love them a little bit too much, but whatever, right? Well, that's uh, awesome idea. Yeah, yeah. So and it's uh, it's it's. I mean, it's a, it's a great way to you know you get outside during lunch hour. Yep. And today was gorgeous, so it's it's perfect to sit outside, enjoy a gourmet burger, and and enjoy the beautiful Winnipeg uh, summer. Killer. Thanks for coming, you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is 680 CJOB.